Welcome to this episode of Consider This Question. Um, my name is Morgan Weiss. I am a junior high high school pastor here at Sunnybrook. Um, we have Ryan Bennett, who's our high school guy, Drew Henderson, who's our junior high guy, and Zane Sutherland, who is our new elementary um, minister here at Sunnybrook. So they're with me today. Um, we kind of have a podcast that you guys know, Consider This Question, that we've been putting out for some time now. And um, as Christmas is approaching, we wanted to kind of do something that was more practical for you guys as families, something that was a little bit more lighthearted. Um, we wanted to talk just a little bit about this Christmas season and then give you some practical ways that you can um, disciple and lead your kids through this time that you have off of work or this extra time that you find yourself with your families. I think sometimes it can be complicated because even though you might have a day or two off from work, um, or some more concentrated time with your families, it gets very busy very quickly through present opening and traditions that you guys have created over the years, seeing extended family travel, Christmas parties, Christmas Eve service, Christmas Sunday service, Christmas breakfast <laughs> that some people have. Um, you can find yourself just overloaded, and it can be very easy to um, have good intentions to lead your kids through conversations, and um, then those intentions can be laying, laid by the wayside very easily with how busy life kind of actually gets. So um, before we jump into some of the practical ways that you can help your kids um, know what the season's about, I'd actually like to just start with a kind of just a fun question. What were some of the gifts that you guys enjoyed getting as kids, junior high, high school, college, adults, whatever. What are some of your favorite gifts? We start, we'll go in around the, the table here. I would definitely say, I, had, I, I don't know if I would definitely say, because it took me a, a little while to come up with this and what my favorite gift that I received on Christmas was. There were several, but if I think if I had to take it down to one, it would have been... Uh, whatever we call them, like a boom box, a jam box <laughs> is what we called it. Uh, you could call it, any, you know, any any one of those terms, but got one of those whenever I was in probably third or fourth grade. And I think it was, the brand was something from, this of course dates me of, you know, when this was exactly, but I think it was from Sears at some point mm. is where my parents got it. <laughs> was was third grade Drew walking down the street with a boombox on his shoulder? No, 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 no. I'll tell you what I did with the boombox, and this is why it was awesome. So I had uh, it wasn't you know, had the radio tuner in there, and it had two tape decks, so it would allow wow. for major flexibility when it came to stealing your friend's music. You mm -hmm. could just go get their cassette that they bought, and then you could put it on your own. Uh, cassette that you bought the blank cassette so Steve is nodding now he knows this is highly illegal this is what we did and so we wow, uh, third grade Drew. oh yeah and I sold all those at school <laughs> oh, so criminal so, mastermind so uh, had that and then also if you were lucky enough to get all the popular songs on the countdown at 10 o'clock at night on every pop radio station you could record the popular songs wow, on from the radio tape, from the radio onto the tape that's what you did see wow so I did that, and then also I got, not long after that, the Breakin' soundtrack and Beat Street soundtrack, the two movies about breakdancing. And um, oh so I got that. That's where I was introduced to Ice-T, the rapper. 
and then I would bring it down to my parents' basement baby. with cardboard, and that's where I learned to break dance through the <laughs> the boombox. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. It's, I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it is, but I can so find whenever it. it'd, it'd you, be great. whenever you're tempted to make fun of your kids, Drew, this season mm-hmm. when they do something mm-hmm. goofy or. Mm-hmm. Just remember parachute I'm pants. That's all remember, I have to do. I'm just going to remember you. Invi- like I'm envisioning you break uh-huh. dancing as a third grader. In, in my basement alone, with just me and, car- me and the cardboard. cardboard. Did the break dancing and the flatland all develop at the same time? Uh, no. Pre- break dancing was before. Some of the greatest flatland BMX riders were break dancers, okay. by the way. Okay. And that's okay. where. It, Zane, you're up. Had some friends, the Cardboard <laughs> Lords. That's what they were called. So I oh remember in 1998. Okay, there you go. 1998 was the year that Manchester United won the treble over in England, and so they won. The Is that league. a football team? No, it's a yeah. or a football. It's a football team. Okay, yeah. but uh, they so they won the treble over in England, and this was kind of the year that I really started following soccer, um, and so my parents got me this little soccer shop in Fort Collins, Colorado. And I remember we went to a, a wing place next door, and for Christmas I was like, hey, Mom and Dad, I want to run over to the, the jersey shop and pick out my first kit. There you go, Drew. Um, but yeah. get my first jersey, and so I remember my, my first soccer jersey that I ever got was uh, 1998 Manchester United away jersey from the year that they won the treble, and it's kind of where my – passion or my obsession with soccer kind of began. <laughs> what is the treble? It's winning it's winning three. So they won the the Premier League, they won the English Cup and then they won the the Champions League that year as well. So That's not even and, hard to do. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just not gonna, kidding. So not gonna <laughs> remark on just that. everyone Google all that stuff if you want to know just, what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is, how, this is how my life yep. is in the office, just kind of saying Or volunteer in the children's ministry and then you'll learn about it. That's true. That's yeah. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, good pitch. I think I think that would be my my favorite. No well, it was probably one of the coolest ones. But I, I'd say the best gift I've ever got was uh Three years ago, my wife and I got married. Actually, today. Today is our three-year anniversary. Um, But for our first Christmas together, uh, my wife got me a study Bible, and that's kind of been the thing that I've used um, more than anything over these last three years. And so cool, cool way to start a marriage. So she's pretty, pretty awesome. so. You turned the corner pretty fast on I that. I did, I did, man. From soccer to the study Bible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Jesus and soccer, man. Can't complain. <laughs> Bennett. Do I have to follow that one? Like, mine's going to be cheesy again. <laughs> it's okay. It's great. Be cheesy, man. Okay, so mine's not a Christmas one, but I was reflecting on this question, and um, I get pretty jazzed when I think about when my parents surprised me with a 1990 Ford Ranger for my first car. And the cool part about the story was I was hanging out at my grandparents. Uh, I think it was around spring break time, and he would always take me fishing or water skiing or whatever. And we saw this car on a corner lot um, at a car dealership for sale, and we drove it around. It was a stick shift, and I had no clue how to drive a stick shift. So my grandpa drove it around. Um, I really liked it, and then um, got home to my parents, and we told them about it. And my grandpa told my parents that it was a pretty good deal, reasonably priced. And my parents actually snuck back up to Miami. Um, from Owasso, like within the next day or two, and bought it, drove it, dro- drove it home, and surprised me with it. So I was pretty, uh, pretty pumped, and that's a very 
memorable moment. Then we had to drive around to Wausau, and I had to figure out how to drive a drive a stick shift after that, and rolling backwards at stop signs. And did it have subwoofers yeah. in it at the time? It did not, but I okay. I, uh, I put a bazooka tube a bazooka behind the driver's seat, of course, so I could have some uh, you know bumps in the mid nineties. So okay, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like I'm learning so much about you guys through your favorite gifts uh-huh. that you've received. What about what about this? What is, do you guys have a favorite? Is yours gift? a study Bible? No. Uh-huh. If you want me to tell you what mine is, it is kind of serious. So yeah, it's kind of depressing. No, I'll I'll I won't say it. No, it's good. It's <laughs> no. good. We were talking about it earlier. It's a good one. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, so what we'll do is I'll tell you guys later on the podcast or something. Maybe we're doing practical things. Right now, um, I just want to ask you, what are some of the best gifts that you've given? Oh, jeez. Silence. Doesn't even have to be at doesn't even have to be at Christmas. Just like when you think about, I guess. You know, as a kid, when you receive these gifts and they're awesome, right? For the mm-hmm. moment, they're awesome. And then looking back at it, they seem kind of silly. I mean, kind of nostalgic yep. and yet still kind of silly or shallow in the long run. But in that moment, they felt kind of awesome. And so what, like, with kids that you have or kids that you know, like, what are some, when you think about giving them gifts, do you just kind of create lists and giving them gifts that they want off their Christmas list, or do you guys ever think about creative things to give your kids? Or, I mean, or do you just kind of get them baby doll because that's what they want? Get them the. I mean, have yeah. you ever thought about that? Or yeah, I I think um, I don't know that I've really just sat back and thought. You know, here is a very strategic gift that I want to to give. You know, and I I don't know if that is good or bad. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, it kind of just goes back to the normal, you know, what do you think that they would want? Like for us as a family, I know, um, I think we've tried to give gifts that are very practical gifts. You're going to wear this. clothing every yeah. day. So yeah. we're going to buy you clothing, you know, and and, it, and it's maybe nicer than just the normal stuff or it's not just the normal hand-me-down type things that you're going to get for a friend. But typically, we'll buy our kids things that are going to be used and very useful and along with a few things that just are a little different, for the you know, fun of yeah, it. for the yeah. fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we've tried to do. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm very practical, I think, in my gift giving. So sometimes it's maybe not so much what the kids need, but sometimes Lindsay and I will assess like what, yeah, what's something that they could use around the house? What's something that would benefit either Lindsay or I, or, you know, something like that with not just the kids, but, you know, to our spouses as well. Um, this one's kind of humorous. Again, I, I remember when Lindsay was pregnant, I got her a, um, it's like a, like a grabber, almost like a trash yeah. grabber yeah. thing. Right. Cause she couldn't, she couldn't bend down and pick up stuff. So it was a very <laughs> practical gift for her to, um, you know, walk around the house pregnant and just pick up, use her trash grabber, pick up, thing. Pick up <laughs> socks or clothes that were left on the floor and put them in the hamper or whatever, awesome. you know, so very yep. practical. I'd say probably the same thing. Like I remember uh, a couple of years ago, my wife getting her first teaching job around this time of year and stuff. And so a lot of our Christmas gifts were things that would get her excited about teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we got her some cool binders. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I think for us, it's not necessarily, like Dennis said, finding a need as much as like just finding a way to get them excited about something. And so, you know, my little brother's in the military, and so we got him some stuff before he went over to Afghanistan, you know, just to remember home and that type of stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely more on the practical side mm-hmm. of gift giving, I would say. So 
there's gift giving that happens right around Christmas and gift receiving, which sometimes seems more fun. Um, but what else, like, what are some practical things you guys do with your families um, around the Christmas season um, during the Christmas holiday that's kind of talks to them a little bit more about like what the point of Christmas is? Who wants to start? I'll start because I don't really have a huge family. So <laughs> Beth and I, um, you know, we, we've got a book that we kind of go through and um, – you know, this this year's kind of weird just because we're not together. Um, I mean, she's still in Joplin and all that fun stuff. But, I, you know, we've, we've got a book that we kind of— You're together. You're just not together. Yeah, we're together, okay. just not together. Physi- we're not there. physically. There Geographically. Sorry. Sorry. Geographically. <laughs> um, but, you know, this book kind of has some very—it's it's got a Bible story that kind of points to what Jesus did. And then, you know, it's got some really practical—you uh, know, so, for example, I think I mentioned this earlier, that there's the— story of Rahab, and so the book kind of says, hey, anytime you see something read today, remember that God has provided a way out for you and that God has made a way. And so, uh, you know, we, we kind of go through that and then um, just really look for uh, some people. You know, we just had a, a young guy live with us for a little bit, and, um, you know, I was talking to Beth about this the other night, actually, and she just said, man, it completely transforms my idea of Christmas um, just because I'm reminded of how much we have and how much he doesn't have. And so, you know, I think there's, I mean, that's obviously not something that you do every day or something like that. Maybe it should be. Um, but, you know, for us, it's one of those things of just, I think, every day trying to refocus on, hey, what's the big deal here? Whether that's through a reading or through a conversation, um, through just a simple text message, uh, through identifying a need and meeting it or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's kind of what we do. So. I'm thinking, like, you know, Drew had said that you've never really thought through um, what what is something I could give them that would mean something specific as much as just kind of practically what can I give them that helps them along the way, th- those sorts of things. I think sometimes that can kind of be the gist of what the whole Christmas break ends up being is I have these intentions going into it because I hear about it a lot at church every year that this is coming and this is kind of, it's kind of the thesis statement of our belief. Like if we were to write a paper on our belief, the incarnation, Jesus is coming to the world. It's a big deal. We want to talk about it. We want to emphasize it. We want our kids to focus on it. Don't get caught in consumerism. Don't get caught in all these other things. And I think as parents and um, spouses that we can have these intentions of, of focusing on it, um, on the birth of Christ on the birth of a savior, on what that, the implications of what that means for our lives. And then it's really hard to actually bring those things to fruition. Like when you talk about doing something every day, um, like doing what? Like what can you do? You know, because I, I have those intentions with my kid. Of I really do. I want him to get it. Because when it comes down to it, we all know this as adults, right? That no matter the gifts that we've been given, we really do... F- realize the gift that we have in Christ and in his grace and in his death and resurrection, right? And what the implications of what that means for our lives. And we want our kids to get that. We know they probably won't through one little season, through one week, right? We know they, I just feel like sometimes it can be, why does it get pushed to the side? Like why? Why? If that's really is what ha- what matters, why don't we think about those things? I think you're nailing our family right now with 
the intentions, right? I Lindsay was printing or trying to print off the uh, the Jesus Storybook Bible offers a uh, like printable Advent calendar that you can read a story, you know, each day that leads you up to to Christmas Day. And you know, in the midst of everything else that's going on and computer problems, and it wouldn't print, and she wanted to have these little pictures up next to the Christmas tree. So it's like we've had all the best intention and want to do that with our kids and it's what December 14th right now and so um, we haven't done it yet and the the mm-hmm. advent calendar started on December 1st or for for that printable version you know so it's like okay now I'm going to go home and make sure the computer prints and that we can get these up on the wall mm-hmm. and can You mean start. you guys have trouble printing? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hear no one has trouble printing at their houses. We uh, never do. It's no. amazing. <laughs> Why we just buy a new printer every yeah, time it every runs person, out of ink? That, that, there's your next oh, kid. we're out of ink. Let's go buy a new printer, which yeah. is probably just as cheap as getting, mm, it getting cheaper. More ink. So, so yeah, that's our best intentions right now, and it hasn't happened. So, so hopefully, I will uh, go home and we can we can implement that within the next few few nights. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, that's key. Everyone has all the intentions. There are you know whether it's new emails for new events, what's going on, this party, that party. And, you know, it just, it just adds up if you have kids or not kids. I mean, it, 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 there's always things going on. Um, but I would say also, even though we do want to really, I don't, I wouldn't even say capitalize, but to really take note of this moment of what we're truly celebrating here. If this isn't going on like the other 50 weeks of the year, then it's really hard to sort of just cram it into two weeks and make this into something that it's not. So I would say that if you're frustrated and you're busy and you're probably normal and that do you need to maybe work on some of those things and possibly without becoming the, Hey, this is the everyone slow down podcast. It's Christmas. Think about Jesus birth. Right. Right. Without making it that simple. Right. Um, then really um, maybe you need to think about what's going on in the other 50 weeks of the year. If it's, mm not being celebrated these these two then okay so you are busy but really this isn't the only time of the year that we need to be talking to one another talking to our family members children husbands and wives whatever um we need we need to think about something else if if it's not working now if it's too busy now it's too busy a month from now right can it can be but what i'm saying is if it is too busy i don't know if i would beat yourself up over that, maybe you, you do need to make some changes. But when 2017 comes, what changes are you going to make? Let's let's continue on and have these discussions, even though we maybe didn't quite get it all the way that we need. We didn't do all seven challenge cards. Maybe we just did two. And Christmas but we're time going to be the only time you're talking yeah, about Jesus. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. So what are, what are some practical things you can do? Um, what are some practical ways you actually can talk to? your family and your kids about these ideas in the home, you know? I think it kind of goes back to the idea of um, the discipleship culture here at Sunnybrook. You know, you've got the four pillars um, that we've talked about a little bit, you know. So at at this time of year, you know, you look at this idea of identity um, and who we are in Christ. Um, And I know Drew and I were talking about this uh, quite a bit yesterday where, you know, you look at this is one of those moments where you want to affirm in your kids and in your spouse, um, that you were made in the image of God. And when you look at God, God is somebody who is a very giving God. God is somebody that serves. Um, and so that that's a natural thing um, that you have inside you, this desire to give good gifts, this desire to serve 
those that are around you. Um, and so, you know, I think that's one of the things that you can do is to very, very um, intentionally, um, you know, build up, build up identity in your kids and remind them who they truly are. I think it's, I think it's one thing that it's really, really easy to um, kind of get wrapped up in Santa and all this other stuff at this time of year. Um, but the more that you, you talk to your kids about, hey, this is who you truly are at this time is a big thing, in my opinion. Um, uh, but then, you know, you kind of move through the other three pillars and stuff. And so you, you've got this idea of biblical literacy. And so I think it's one of those things that you are constantly um, immersing your kids in Scripture. Uh, you know, one of the challenge cards that we gave out at Jingle Jam was, hey, as a family, memorize this Scripture together so that it just becomes a part of who you are. Um, because again, that that's that goes back to the identity issue. These are these are things that teach you about who God is. This is teaching you um, about then because this is who God is. This is who you are. Um, you're made in the likeness of God. And so, um, you know, I think those are two of the things that you can very practically do is you know remind kids who they are, um, remind them that they are gifted to serve, that they are gifted to give, um, as well as also you know getting into the Word this season. You know, I think that that's just an intentional step that you have to decide, hey, this is a little bit more important than watching Rudolph for the 17th time this year. You know <laughs> what I mean? So is scripture more important than watching another claymation? But uh, I think those are two of them. So the other ones would be spiritual formation, kind of a spiritual discipline element, and uh, missional living. So viewing those things around you that you can just naturally incorporate uh, into life and into the Christmas season season as as teaching moments, I think. Um, I was telling Morgan earlier that something our our life group did together that I'm, I'm really proud of, it's actually been the, the past few years since we've been doing this, was um, we've kind of adopted a family at Christmas time. And that's usually through um, any other type of, uh, like, service here in town um, or, or community or missions organization or something. Um, and so one of uh, our wives in our life group is closely connected to Stillwater Life Services. And so she snagged a family from there. And as a life group, we each kind of took a kid under our wing and went and did shopping as a family, um, which it's real easy to even bypass that moment, right? It would have been easy for Lindsay to just jump in the car and gotten the gifts herself instead of loading everyone up and going in the stores and having to deal with, you know, the kids constantly grabbing at the toys versus Lindsay could have been in and out really fast, right? So, so in that moment, taking the family shopping, letting the kids know, hey, who are we shopping for? Are these gifts for you? No. Um, helping them realize like we're getting something for someone else that has a greater need than you do. Um, and so there's the shopping element that's, that, that was a teachable moment. There's um, going over to the couple's house that Sunday night and doing the wrapping together as a life group is really fun. And the kids were incorporated in that. And so they got to see like we're not just wrapping gifts for each other. Like Again, this is, this is for someone else. Um, and kind of the element of giving, um, which Zane, I know you've been emphasizing the kind of the Imago day, right? So this, this service and gift or gifting element is kind of just, it's in our nature, right? Or at least it should be because of what God has done in our lives. And so I think, I think it's, uh, that line from the, from the spiritual disciplines book that a lot of the men have gone through after the men's encounter of there's a difference between service and being a servant, right? Mm -hmm. And so just kind of having a servant's heart. Um, and this isn't just something we do occasionally, but hopefully it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's natural for us. Mm -hmm. 
And I think one of the things that you had talked through a little bit earlier, Morgan, was this idea of, okay, so how do I combat a kid that's just selfish? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you've got so many kids anymore that just, I mean, they operate from a selfish mindset. And so, uh, you know, this is a really cool time where maybe, and again, I think this goes back to what Drew had said, um, that this has to happen more than just two weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you as a family kind of have this opportunity to create a new norm. Um, and so, you know, when, when you when you have a selfish kid, I think one of the things, that the biggest issue is that everything is about me in that moment. Like, I want this gift, and I want it now, and I want this to be fun for me and all of this. And so one of the really cool things about serving, and especially serving in the context of a family during this season, is that you have an opportunity to kind of reshape his mind in that moment or her mind in that moment to kind of say, Hey, let, let's see some people that maybe don't necessarily have all these different things. Um, and, you know, I, I know one of the most uh, eye-opening moments of my life where I realized how selfish I truly was was when I, I got to go to Haiti, you know, um, which is a radical thing to do at this time of year. You know, I, I wouldn't, we're not encouraging families necessarily to <laughs> tomorrow leave for Haiti or anything like that. But, you know, it, it was an eye opening thing because I realized, holy cow, I've been given so much and mm-hmm. I'm so selfish with all of these things. And in a smaller scale, I think there's multiple opportunities, whether it's, you know, and we don't want to be super cliche in this, but, you know, whether it is going to a soup kitchen and, and serving something like that, I mean, and teaching kids, hey, you have been given, you, you've been given food and that's something that you don't have to worry about you know god has provided that for you um that's something that i think is an extremely teachable moment for parents or you know to go into a nursing home and and say hey uh, again super cliche thing to do at this time of year um but to say you know what we like you are taken care of Mm -hmm. and there's other people that don't have the opportunity to do that um and so, I mean, I think this is a moment in time where you can really help reshape some mindsets um, to say, hey, you know, you have been given much by an amazing God. And so instead of hoarding those things to ourselves, is there a way that we can use what we've been given to bless those around us and to glorify God's name through that? Mm-hmm. I think kind of, um, kind of in closing, I think that what you guys are all saying are good practical ideas. And I think they all kind of fall back on what Drew started with, which was this really does require intentionality. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't think of, okay, if the intention here is, is to lead my family to becoming like Christ, lead my spouse to lead with my spouse, these kids that God has given entrusted to us to um, train them up, to be disciples of him. That, that does require intentionality, and it can't just be intentional right now. It has to be intentional throughout the year. And I guess I would just challenge you guys with kind of this final thought of you can't do that with every single thing. And like Drew said, you can't carry with you this guilt of, so then no fun, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that can, it can be how it comes across, right, to kids. But I would challenge you to think through one thing or two things, um, but I would even challenge just one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> one thing at a time, think through what you can do to be intentional in pointing your kids to Christ, um, for your family to partic- take, capitalize on teachable moments, like going with your small group to buy presents for someone from an angel tree, like, like Bennett was saying, um, or reading the Christmas story, or praying outside of a context you normally pray. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't normally pray with your family, pray with your family. 
Um, these are just little things that can be intentional that make a big difference. And um, if you go back to that first question, what was your favorite gift? Mine has changed as I've gotten older, and we, we kind of I kind of hinted at this. Um, but my favorite gift um, that I've been given by a person, um, not counting not counting Jesus, okay, because <laughs> he was one hundred percent human too. But um, my favorite gift I've been given by a person was an intentional act by my parents that I really believe was based in this desire for me to know who I am in Christ. And it happened when I was 19 years old and I came home from college and I was very stressed out. Um, I, I don't deal well with change and I was overwhelmed and I wanted to move home and I felt anxious um, and lonely. And I, I think my parents kind of intuitively knew I needed something and I needed, um, they needed to be intentional about showing me what that thing was. And so my dad actually did something very intentional for Christmas. He decided that he was going to give me this box. So we're going through the presents, and all of a sudden I get to this box, and it's unwrapped, and it looks like a little treasure chest. And again, I don't know who that's for. And my dad says from his chair, that one's for Morgan. And I thought, oh, it's not wrapped. Of course it's for my dad. <laughs> He's a wrapped <laughs> gift. You know? And so I get it, and I'm thinking, why isn't it wrapped? Um, why is it just from my dad? That's weird. Usually my presents are from mom and dad. And what's in the box? Those are kind of the questions I thought. And I and I go to open this box, and inside this treasure chest is this letter in the bottom of the chest, and it just says, to my dearest Morgan. And it's this letter that I open, and my dad had written me. And it was completely about who I am, who God created me to be, the gifts that he sees that God has placed in my life, um, the way that he sees that God is using me to grow his kingdom, the way that he sees that the Holy Spirit is transforming me to become more like Jesus. And I'm reading this letter and I just, I lose it. And um, so does my dad and so does my mom and my brothers are just awkwardly sit there. Um, but I kept that box and I kept that letter. And my dad promised that he would fill it up with reminders of who I am. And that was intentional. That was not a accident. That was not looking at my Christmas list and getting me something I want, but it was looking at me and giving me something I needed. And um, I would just really challenge you as a parent that this season for you to look at your kids, really examine your family dynamic and to choose to give your family something they need. Um, and that really is, that is an identity founded in Christ. And so I would just challenge you to really take time to pray through that and to think through how you can be intentional, not just these two weeks, but every week out of the year. We'll talk to you next time.